When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of the What's Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Wizard World Lorecast. Join us as we take a deep dive into the lore of the fantastical world of the Harry Potter universe. Welcome back everyone to the Wizarding World Lorecast. I am one of your hosts, Ben of Tamaria, and always with me is my awesome co-host, Nina Kitty. Hey, what's up? And if anybody's like watching us live on Twitch right now, which you can watch us live when we go live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash you can see that Nina has a setup now. And she... I have a proper room <laughs> you have a proper room you have a yes. proper mic now and like mm-hmm. your background still like it needs some color but it'll get there all right <laughs> it's coming along yep i'm gonna get proper curtains and everything um i'm gonna get a proper actually like computer monitor and everything that's coming hopefully in the next couple of weeks so i will have everything i have a couple monitors to work with but it is so much better now and i'm actually really excited about my microphone that's awesome. What mic's friend did you get? Why do you ask me hard questions? <laughs> if I'm going to be fair. I didn't pick it out, um, but okay. it's the uh, the finite or uh, five five microphone. Um, I got it on Amazon. It was on sale, and I mean, I like it so far. It, it's colorful, like it's got a colorful light on it and everything. Okay. So, yeah it sounds good so that's all that's all that matters that's what matters to me (laughs) and um if you want to you can always and this is podcast talk for everybody who's listening um you can get like they have um you can buy soundproof panels that you can Mm -hmm. put in front or maybe on the side or maybe the back of your wall to where it won't the sound won't reflect off the wall as much to where you, mm. it, it's a sound thing. I, I can't really yeah. like talk this specifics because it's all scientifical and all that, but not sure. Um, I need funny fun fact. I need to get some soundproofing, more more soundproofing in where I am. My room is mm-hmm. not like the best of soundproofing. There's a lot of stuff, so it's not as bad. But right, once mm. I get my own place, I'm definitely going to have like more of a like a professional. Like I want to try to get more of a professional setup. I'll add that on my wish list. I'm sure I get them pretty soon. 
<laughs> and Kay Allen says in chat, she was allowed to leave the broom closet, lol. Finally. <laughs> finally. I was finally allowed not to sit on the floor. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have any reverb. That is true. Um, but, you know. It, I mean, it, mics depend, so some mics you don't get as much reverb from when your sound is portrayed and whatnot. But anyway, that's enough podcasting talk, because we're not here <laughs> to talk about just all podcasting. We're here to talk about the wizarding world. Yes. And we are... And if you were watching us live last week, uh, you might have known that uh, we got through half the episode because my power went out, so I wasn't yeah. able to post it. Um, fun fact... Uh, when we're recording the episode last week, I heard a big boom outside and thinking, what was that? And then power goes away. And I was like, oh, what happened? Turns out a car hit a power pole and there was live wires on the ground and everything. So, yeah. Got power back about like 13, 14 hours later. Like a, oh, geez. It was like five or six in the morning before we ever got powered back. Wow. I mean, to get it fixed up to that quickly, that's not too bad. Well, it happened at 9.30 at night, my time. Yeah. So Good work, people who work on electrical lines. Good work. The thing about where I live, AEP knows what they need to do because it's a common occurrence of stupidity. That's kind of sad. It is. I live out in the country, so people like to think they can floor it. Don't yeah. do that. Don't don't floor it on a country road. You're going you're going it's going to end badly as especially at you night. Heard, uh, especially at night when it's yes. pitch dark out. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. do that because you might hit a power pole and take out power for an entire corner of a street. Yes. It is the ultimate form of an extreme sport for people who live in the country. Just don't do it. Right. And then you have deer. It's just dangerous all around. Uh, deer is they typically try to stay away. They they know where. Oh really? Are. Yeah, at least we're in my area. Oh. I, I mean, I see not deer all the time, <laughs> but they don't like when they see a car. They don't move. Oh nope, not where I live. They are very. Oh lights, let's head right towards them, and I don't understand why. Don't we don't go, have smart. Deer. Don't go towards the light. Don't do it. <laughs> but it's so beautiful. <laughs> but anyway, um, this week again, we are going to go over Derm uh, Strang again. And mm-hmm. try to finish this episode for you all. And yes. hopefully when you're hearing this, it's out on audio form. So you can hear on Spotify and Apple <laughs> and wherever you get your podcasts. So a yes. uh, quick summary of Durmstrang. Durmstrang Institute was one of the three largest wizarding schools in Europe. Uh, the other two being Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry and the Bopatons Academy of Magic. Located in the far north of the continent, the school was willing to accept international students from a far... Uh, as far as a field as Bulgaria. Hmm. Having existed since at least 1294, Durmstrang was one of the three schools that competed in the Triwizard Tournament and the Notorious for prominently featuring the dark arts in its curriculum. Which we all know the dark arts is not good arts. So. It's not the bright arts. That was a really bad joke. I'm sorry. Is that the bright art? <laughs> isn't bright art one of those like, uh, wasn't or is it bright art or was it something called else where you had that board and you had um, it's called bright light. Bright and it was light. Bright ever. light. That's what it is. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love bright. I loved bright light. I used that. I yes. played with that all the time growing up. If nobody mm-hmm. knows what that is, you weren't born in the nineties. No, you're not Google a millennial. 
So, um, Durmstrang did not admit Muggleborns, but certain students were able to necessarily have shared the prejudice in 1994. Victor Crumb attended the Yule Ball with Hermione Granger, who was Muggleborn and was not able to be admitted at Durmstrang. Mm-hmm. So, it's good to know that not all Durmstrang students are Muggleborn haters, like some other pure blood families that we know from um, Hogwarts. Yeah, just a couple other. It is nice to see <clears> that. Oh, <throat> <Well>, voice. <laughs> excuse you. <laughs> it's it is nice to see that uh, just because you're going to a school and you're around that kind of thinking that it's not just going to be the way that you're thinking. There's still some open mindedness in some of the students over there. It's nice to see. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's it's great to see that not all wizards, no matter what school you go to hate muggleborns or hate anybody yes have a silly prejudice against people for no reason exactly mm-hmm. so for the location of Durmstrang, Durmstrang was much like hogwarts uh and it was a castle though Durmstrang castle was not quite as big as hogwarts the castle was four stories tall, and the fires were only lit for magical purposes. It was very extensive grounds, however, larger than Hogwarts, and was surrounded by lakes and mountains. And then the school was unplottable. Durmstrang concealed its whereabouts from plain sight. The institute was said to be situated in the far north of Europe. Hmm. So, meaning you can't get to it by normal means. Like You, you can't, like take a carriage there or anything like that like hogwarts you can phys- there's a physical road to, to get to it to get to hogwarts yes um, and a train track and trains yes mm-hmm. uh, now it is invisible to muggles muggles can't see hogwarts uh if you like say you fly a plane over the area they can't see it Mm-hmm. but there are roads connecting to it so you can see roads but you can't see a giant castle yeah, I don't know. I kind of like something. the idea of having a castle inside, like a valley of a mountain, surrounded and everything. See that, and uh, that just literally reminds me of um, if you go and watch or play The Witcher, Care uh, Morin, which is the school of the wolf yes. uh, from Garrett, where Geralt's from. That literally, that school of witchers, like their castle is or fort or fortress, whatever you want to call it is literally within a mountain range to mm-hmm. where you physically can't get it to by normal means whatsoever. Like, it's really hard to get to unless you know where you're going. Right, which would be what I would think Durmstrang would be, is hard to get to, secluded. But I still think it would be really pretty, much like Kmore in, in Witcher 3. Yes. Like, oh, yes. I love that opening scene. Like, <laughs> when you finally... well. Let me digress the opening scene. When you can see the valley of the opening scene. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first 10 minutes of the game, you see other things. Um, that's not the valley right off the get-go. Mm-hmm. So, but the, you see the valley of the uh, Blue Mountain Pass and everything is just gorgeous. It now, is. if you play on the Switch, it's not as pretty. But if you play on PC or console, it's very pretty. Yeah. I would agree with that. Or, you know, just play Hogwarts Legacy. Everything's very pretty on that game. Everywhere. Except for, except for the Switch version. The Switch version's like kind of downgrading graphics, but it's the oh. Switch. It's the Switch. 
What do you expect? Does what it can. Exactly. So mm-hmm. into the history of Durmstrang, Durmstrang was founded during the Middle Ages by a great Bulgarian witch, Nerdia Volchanova. I had trouble saying this the last time we recorded this. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was served as the first head of the school. She was succeeded after her mysterious death by Professor Harfang Munter who established Durmstrang's reputation for emphasizing martial magic and dueling as the impressive part of the curriculum. Around Mm -hmm. 1294, this Trailwizard tournament was established as a friendly competition between Durmstrang Institute, the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, and the Beaubatons Academy of Magic. But in 1792, a cockatrice went on a rampage and injured the heads of all the schools. The Triwizard Tournament was then suspended indefinitely, only restarting in 1994. Yeah. Yeah. It was was about a 200-year gap in between, which blows my mind. I mean, to be fair, we have seen everything in the Wizarding World always take a long time before anything gets fixed or reestablished. And this is definitely another one of them where it takes so long to do. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, everything in the Wizarding World takes forever just to, like, get fixed. Yes. Like, fixed, it takes finalized, established. Hundreds or, like, a thousand years before, mm-hmm. before something is, like, finally fixed in the stature of something by the ministry. Yes. It is so sad and how like slow their progressiveness is. <laughs> so sad. Mm-hmm. So um, in eighteen in eighteen eighties or eighteen nineties, Grindelwald, Grindelwald was accepted into Durmstrang Institute. Although the school was operated towards the dark arts, Grindelwald's experiments in dark magic was considered too dangerous for the students. After a certain amount of time, Durmstrang was no longer ignored. Grindelwald's dangerous studies and expelled him. That says something. Yeah, it's um, it's like Durmstrang. Oh yeah, we definitely do. Like we dabble in dark magic and teach it. And blah blah blah. But like onto the extent where Grindelwald was, Durmstrang is like, oh, oh, whoa, whoa. You can't take it that far. Um, sorry, <laughs> you, have back. To, you, you have to. You have to leave. You have to get <laughs> out of here. No, we don't want you anymore. You have to leave. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the extent of it. He. Just took it running. Yeah. Really good. It, it, it's, it, yeah. It's, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it's, it tells you a very terrible thing that Durmstrang, like, it, there's a line drawn with Durmstrang. It's like, hey, we teach dark magic, but don't go across this line. Grindelwald took that line and, like, tossed out the window and was like, I don't care. Yeah, he did a long jump over that line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, before Grindelwald was expelled, he carved the co- his calling card of his obsession, the Mark of the Deathly Hollows, on the wall of the school. This mark stayed there as long after his defeat, so considering the opposition to Grindelwald in the school, it was assumed he magically imbued the mark so it could not be removed. Grindelwald was marked as the best student of the, of the school's history. Which is crazy to me. You expelled the guy because he has gone too far with the dark arts, but he is still the best student, and he graffitied your school with something you can't even take off. But he's still the best student. Right. I don't I don't understand. How, how, does, how, how does that work? He's the best student the school has ever had, 
But didn't you expel him? We don't talk about that. He's still the best student. Wait, what? <laughs> didn't he graffiti something on the wall you can't take off of? No, no, that's a minor slight. <laughs> it's just minor. D- yeah, didn't he mark school property with something that was, like, <laughs> not good? And it's like, ah, it's fine. Uh, he'll be all right. Okay. <laughs> so at some point after 1981, Igor Kakarov, after being evacuated uh, or acquitted as a death eater by betraying information to the british ministry of magic rose the position of headmaster of durmstrang and became immensely unpopular in his position and several students were removed from the school by their parents for his ruthlessness which if you watch the films or read the book igor kakarov's not a good person no no not at all he really wasn't so he insisted on the environment ruled by fear and intimidation from his students leading Mm -hmm. many to review him as an egotistical and unprincipled during this time at the school administration administrator some students copied grindelwald's symbol onto their books and bags to impress others but they were taught a lesson preferably in the form of retribution by those who lost family members to the dark wizard but he was still the best student they ever had I don't understand. <laughs> right? He's like, oh, you can't, you can't, like, little Jimmy writes, like, has the Deathly Hollow emblem on his book, and, like, other students are like, you can't have this. My parents died for from this guy. And it's like, okay. Yeah. I don't understand wanting to show then off that. You're, what? Then your argument is like, well, he's the best student we ever, ever had. And then what? what's, uh, little Todd and his his friends want to say about his family now. Little Timmy and Todd. <laughs> now it's second year. <laughs> oh, do you no. like the names I picked up? <laughs> I do very much. Uh, <laughs> Timmy and Todd in school and then their headmaster is Igor. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I, I love making things up it's great (laughs) yes (laughs) so now we get to the time of the goblet of fire so the book the films and the year of 94 and 95 so obviously things don't go well in this year whatsoever Mm -hmm. so durmstrang's delegation arrived at hogwarts for the triwizard tournament by ship the enormous vessel was which they slept during their stay in Scotland. The dumbstring students sat on the Slytherin table during the meals in the Great Hall. Which, okay, that makes sense. Durmstrang sitting with Slytherins. Okay, that makes sense. Yes, I wouldn't argue that. Now, not saying that all Slytherins are bad. Just saying. I'm <laughs> just putting that out there. You know who you are. Bat Knight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying all Slytherins are bad by saying Durmstrang would literally sit with the Slytherins. True. You got Crumb, and you know yes, Crumb's exactly. Not- you have Crumb. Crumb's fine. Meaning mm-hmm. there's probably a lot of other students in Durmstrang who share Crumb's same views with Muggleborns and don't have prejudices against others. But right. sadly, the school in itself is based on those prejudices. And the Slytherin house is also based on that. So, yeah. Yes, unfortunately. So, Bulgarian Quidditch seeker Victor Crumb, who we were just talking about, uh, attended Durmstrang and was still in school during the 1994 
uh, Quidditch World Cup. The same year, the school participated in the recommended, uh, re- yeah, re- recommenced words, uh, Triwizard <laughs> Tournament. Kakarov brought 12 students with him to Hogwarts to put their name into the God of Fire. However, it was Crumb who was chosen as the Durmstrang representative. Kakarov full-heartedly supported Crumb with tremendous amounts of bias, both as a judge towards the champions and as headmaster to the students. Which shocking, right? On oh, yes. oh my gosh, I want my student to win. Well, no duh. Just shows his egotistical nature. Yep, and also show. I mean, he was also kind of po'd about uh, Harry being in the Triwizard when they had um, Diggory as Hogwarts champion. He kind of got po'd I, about that. Quite I'd say he was just my, minorly upset. He just seemed a little flustered. J- just, just, just a bit. Just a, just a smidge. <laughs> just a smidge. <laughs> now, if you go, like, so if you, you watch the film, if you've only seen the film, you see, like, Kakarov go off about it, but, like, you see it, like, okay, he, he gets over it and whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. In the book, him and uh, Madame Maxi go off. Yes. There's a, literally an entire chapter to where they're just going off on Dumbledore mm-hmm. and the Ministry of Magic and all this. So it's like, this is BS. This is stupid. This shouldn't be fair. What like, right. We should have other students if they if you're going to have him, blah, blah, blah. It goes into yeah. a giant ordeal. Yeah. I mean, they have they have proper standing in what they're asking for. but True. But and sadly, the Gala Fire is a contracted magical object that you cannot escape from true <laughs> unfortunately so um as crumb was a celebrity he was often followed by drago malfoy and other students who wanted autographs and proceeded to being close with him crumb mostly ignored these advances but formed a close friendship with hermione granger who was a gryffindor student they continued communication after the tournament through letters mm-hmm. which we found out in uh, uh, Order of the Phoenix because Ron gets super jealous about this. Oh, I remember us talking about Ron's emotional <laughs> maturity and how it's lacking all the way up until I think the end of Deathly Hollows. <laughs> From four to Deathly Hollows, like his, yes. like he goes into an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, I'm puberty sorry. and hormones hit him really hard. Oh so bad for yes. him. Yes, <laughs> really hard. Oh, in the yes. wrong way. <laughs> yes. So, um, Kakarov fled after Lord of Ornaments rose again. It was known that he took over, or whether the school's reputation improved or worsened due to this. However, none of the students appeared to be too concerned by this, as Kakarov was unpopular, unpopular among the school, especially when it was his students who rode the ship while he rested in the cabin during their arrival. <laughs> Which is because another bunch of... It was one of my favorite jokes is, do you think they have a drum on board while they're drumming and rowing? Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> they just have them row. Gagrov's sitting there drinking tea. <laughs> Put your bags into it. <laughs> well, how how would he know that? He He's sleeping. Oh, he would be sleeping. Mm, true vikings yes yeah it's essentially vikings <laughs> exactly <laughs> you're on the same page as me <laughs> yeah no, uh, k allen says in chat vikings that's literally yeah. what it is mm-hmm. um yeah yeah they're, they're, it's it's 
it's it was uh it's something Kakarov is a lazy bum that that's what that means yes he is yeah but uh at this point uh we are going to take a quick mid break and we will be right back Alright, welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about everything with the podcast that has nothing to do with the lore of the Wizarding World. Here we want to thank everybody who listens and supports us. Thank you so much for listening. And if you do want to support us, there's a few different options that you can do so. You can support us on patreon.com slash wizardworldlorecast where you can get ad-free episodes or even join us once a month on the, uh, on the show itself. A topic of your choosing, you pick the topic, we can go over it. Uh, you can also support us on Spotify and Apple. Leave a five-star review on Apple with some words. We'll read that out loud the next time on the show, as well as nice Spotify comments uh, on individual episodes, which we don't have any this week. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can also find us on a few different Discord servers, the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net, as well as the Ben and Friends podcasting Discord, which are the links are provided below in the description uh, where you can join us in lore discussions, chats, talking about games, anything you want to talk about, we'll talk about something, as long as you're nice yeah. to other people. That's very important. We don't want any prejudice on this show. No. No, None. not at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was made a really <laughs> bad joke. Oh, no. <laughs> not going to say it. Um, okay. But yeah, you can join us there, uh, and you can find this show as well as the other shows that I host, the uh, Holocron History, Star Wars Canon vs. Legends, the Final Fantasy Lorecast, and the Witcher Lorecast, all part of Robots Radio, uh, so you can check them out on there. And yeah, if you're a fan of anything else, there's so many other shows on the network. There's so many. so, so many shows. Mm-hmm. So if you can yes. think of something, we probably have a show for it, or you can make the show Do if that. you're willing to. Yes, if you want to put the work in. And thank you, everybody, for listening, because we are almost at uh, 21,000 downloads already. Oh. So yeah. we're at like over like 20.6 or something like that. Heck or yeah, like, thank you. you know, we just hit over 20, not like maybe two weeks ago. Nice. Yeah, I like that. It's it's insane. The show's growing. It's it obviously the amount of people who join us in Discord who uh, watch us live with us tonight. Yeah. Like it it shows the show's growing and it's showing that we are doing something right for bringing the mm-hmm. great content to you. Yes, yes. So. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. But anyway, um, with that being said, let's get right back to it. Okay. All right, we are back, and now we have Durmstrang's reputation. I bet you it's great. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) It's spectacular. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) So Durmstrang was notorious for his acceptance of the dark arts. It was known to have educated and later expelled Geralt Grindelwald before his ascension as one of the history's most dangerous dark wizards. And Uh, his ascension into their best student. Yeah, and in the uh, the school's best student. That, that's true. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. the best dark. He's, you know, a most dangerous dark wizard during one of history's most dangerous dark wizards. Mm-hmm. 
And he was also Durmstrang's best student who was expelled. <laughs> best all around. We do have to do that episode on him. Yes, yes, we will. Mm -hmm. um, so, Professor Igor Kakarov, a former headmaster, was in the service of Lord Voldemort as a Death Eater, but managed to escape punishment in Azkaban, providing the Ministry of Magic with the names of his co-conspirators. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he, he named off quite a few. Uh, he named off Snape. He named off uh, Rookwood, which, if you know the name Rookwood... You would know it from mainly from the books because he's mainly in the books. He does appear in the films as, as a background character. Yeah. Um, and you might know his uh, ancestors if you go and play Hogwarts Legacy. We see yes. two of his ancestors. Yes, they're peaches. Well, one of them are. One yeah. of them, one of them uh, was a nice person. <laughs> the other one, not so much. Because one of his descendants was one of the founders of uh, per, uh, per, um, the pedal, uh, the trial stuff. Mm-hmm. With the ancient magic and all that. Yes. So Lucius Malfoy, another Death Eater, considered sending his son Draco to Durmstrang, uh, likely because of his prejudice against towards Muggleborns, coupled with the, its sympathetic uh, sympathic attitude towards the Dark Arts, appealed to the Death Eater. Which makes sense. If that's what you're being taught primarily, yes. It yeah. absolutely would make sense. But his mother did not like the idea of him going to school so far away. Mm -hmm. His mom came in to protect him. Yes, mom made the right decision, and I'm glad she stood her ground. Absolutely. Because mm -hmm. then he got a whole character arc and, like... Did a 180 of character to where he actually, you know, became somewhat good towards, like, the very end. Yes. I do like that arc. I like his redemption character building. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, it was during Kakarov's reign as headmaster that the school's reputation worsened as an instance of letting the atmosphere of fear and imita imitation rule intimidation rule over the school, led by their led even parents to withdraw their children from the institute. Which, another thing, makes sense. If you are having a school directed by fear, probably not a good place for learning. Not a good place to be at all. Nah, that's so Period. True. Yeah. Unless you're a be death eater. Yeah, unless you just don't care about that form of teaching, but as normal parents. <laughs> <laughs> not so much. But, so, not so much. Uh, it was possible that Durmstrang students were proficient in transfiguration, as Minerva McGonagall told Neville Longbottom not only let, not to let anyone from said school see what he was unable to perform in basic switching spell. So, uh, yeah, um, McGonagall didn't want Neville to uh, look bad in front of Durmstrang. He'd probably get bullied for it. I mean, when does he not? Yeah, but they don't need any more ammo against a poor guy. It's Neville. That's true. He does get better. He does get better after he the fourth does. year. He gets even better looking, too. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Live action films, if anybody's wondering. Indeed. So, uh, with the heads of Durmstrang, we had uh, Nerdia Vos Voskanova, 
the great Bulgarian witch that founded Durmstrang, serving this first headmistress in the Middle Ages and suffered a mysterious death. Mm-hmm. We have Harfang Munter, the second headmaster, who and took over the school shortly after uh, Nerdia, mysterious's death. Uh, he was a wizard of dubious allegiance or nefarious intent, having stressed the importance of dueling in all forms of martial magic, something that we that the school was reputed for even today, having kept in an important part of the curriculum. Which, if they're in the mountain and there's like woods and forests and streams and everything, that's like the best area to do dueling and to learn the martial arts skills of it all. You have the terrain, you have like the unpredictable stuff happening around you. It's really the best place for it. It's also the best place to hide a body. I wasn't trying to go dark, but thanks. <laughs> Everything about the school is dark. True. <laughs> so we also have an unnamed head uh, teacher of Durmstrang during this ni- 1792 that we know of, who attended the Triwizard Tournament in 1792 along with the head of Bobaton and was injured by a cockatrice during one of its tasks. Mm-hmm. And then we have Igor Kakarov, who was a former Death Eater. That's all you need to know about him. Sums him up in yep. one beautiful sentence of four words. <laughs> okay, Kay Allen, um, I don't know how to take that comment in chat. Under our pine trees, I've heard it's a good place to hide a body. I've heard. Okay, Smiley so face. I've been watching a I've been watching a lot of Criminal Minds, and the last episode I watched was exactly that it was the exact area where they found said body. So he is on to something. So Are you're you saying, watching Criminal Minds? <laughs> hey, Alan, do we do we need to do something here? I mean, I'm I'm scared. We we uh, I just found out we live in the same state. <laughs> it's, it's true, but I don't know. Also, as like probably the most basic white girl too on this, I do love my serial killer stuff and like all of that kind of things. I will say I'm definitely a part of that group, but I don't go head over heels about now, it. But here's a little side tangent. What if they made a tv show a crime tv show based on the wizard world i would watch it that would i would be, be awesome. able... so speaking of since you're kind of in that <laughs> subject calen responds no 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 that 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 stuff's behind me no worries lol <laughs> like, that would be awesome oh yeah the the show would be awesome <laughs> it would be a former thing much like the former death eater that is headmaster now right mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, as far as subjects go, the only subject we know they teach uh, is the dark arts. That is one of the subjects taught at Durmstrang. Though, from what McGonagall said, they do teach transfiguration. Obviously, they have dueling. Sure, I'm sure they have charms of of sorts. Potions. I'm potions, sure. I'd imagine, as well. The basic mm-hmm. core curriculum that you would need at a wizarding school. Mm-hmm. But as far as like other stuff, and probably, probably flying as well, since, you know... Crumb is from Durmstrang, and he's a professional seeker. True. It's going to be real good. So, there's some, probably, there's some sort of Quidditch sport. Um, or, who knows, um, something else. Uh, who knows? <laughs> we don't know too much about the Durmstrang school, besides what we're going over. Yeah. So, as far as the uniform goes, the students of the school wore fur cloaks, fur hats, and blood-red robes. Um, you see this in the film 
Goblet of Fire, you see what they wear. You see the uniform that they attend to wear. Where they where the castle is in the northern in northern Europe, it's cold. Like, yes, it's cold. So you're wearing fur. Yes, it does give me kind of um a, a Russian vibe to it with the whole right. aesthetic of it, which is it is really cool. I do like their uniforms. Well, isn't like Bulgaria like close? Uh, All right. I did not do well in geography. That was definitely not my strong suit in school. Um, uh, okay. Uh, Bulgaria is north of Greece. Um, it's south of Romania and is uh, east of Serbia. Oh, so yeah. That's it, cold. It's, 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 it's next to the Black Sea. I like that. So, yes, it's cold. It's cold. It's cold. So mm-hmm. uh, for Durmstrang, we do have an etymology. So the pronunciation of Durmstrang is Dormstrang. Or Durmstrang seems to be the spoonerism for Strum and Drang, a barred German expression meaning turmoil, ferment, uh, driving from the name of highly emotionally driven German uh, artistic movement of the late 1700s, precursor Rom- Roman Romantism. Uh, mm-hmm. Strum and Drang literally translates as tempest and urge or change, charge and rush, but was. Oh, God, I don't even know what that word was, but was in list. Uh, I don't even know how to say that. I can't even help you with that, but it looks like also it was... means as storm and stress. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> Huh. I wonder if it was near the Black Sea then with like tempest and storm um, charging of it, turmoil. I mean, it can't be really Things good. Things are to not sea. good near the Black Sea <laughs> <laughs> because no, I... um, shipwrecks, um, sea storms and all all that stuff. Yeah, not mm-hmm. good. And cold. Not good. And it's cold. Yeah, I don't like the cold. It's not a place for me. No one likes cold. Uh, actually, I, I live in the Midwest. <laughs> no, I know, but I begged. My husband is built for the cold. He loves the cold, and I don't know what universe he thinks he came from, but he does. He absolutely loves it. He's out like when snow and sh- like he's got a shovel to driveway. He's out there in hoodies, and that's it. Like shorts. hoodies in it. No pants because I oh, okay. don't allow him to be out there in shorts. But it's like See, here in the Midwest, when day. it's cold out, we wear shorts. <laughs> don't understand that at all <laughs> i don't wear shorts in the middle i like when it's cold out but i there's no. so many people i see wear shorts when it's like snowing it's like are you serious i don't i don't understand that either <laughs> so um now we have lastly but not least the behind the scenes of Durmstrang. so mm-hmm. in an interview with Accio quote uh jk rowling stated that she thought Durmstrang was a scandinavian uh, in the far north in either Sweden or Norway. It is, however, depicted on maps featured on Pottermore as being a more southern location, southernmost part of Finland, and into Russia right above Lake Lodoja, Lodoga? Mm-hmm. Roughly. Lodoga. Uh, which this was a change in canon or an error on the part of the artists of the map that is uncertain. Hmm. So, um... Durmstrang was also possibly be located in uh, Salbard. Sa- Salbard? 
as it would make an ideal location for the wizarding school wanting to stay hidden from outsiders. This was supported by J.K. Rowling's statement of Durmstrang being located in Scandinavia as a severed Salbard? Salbard. I think so, but I could be wrong. It's S-V-A-L-B-A-R-D. Um, Is mostly uh, Norwegian territory with a small part and under Russian jurisdiction, uh, which would fit in the school's name, being written in Krillic. Yes. So maybe it's not by the Black Sea. I mean, to be fair, I don't feel like they really know where it's at. So, in the film, the coat of arms for Durnstrang is shown to be a double-headed eagle and also features the school's name in both Latin and Cyrillic script. This symbol is strongly akin to the two-headed eagle symbol of the uh, Tararst Imperial Russia. Sure. I, I don't know Russian history, so... Yeah, sorry. Apologies if we pronounced those wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, in the film adaptation of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Durmstrang is pictured as an all-boys school. However, it is known that from the novel that there were also at least one girl studying at Durmstrang and most likely other female students by the 1990s. Moreover, Pottermore revealed that Durmstrang was founded by a woman. It is unlikely that a female founder would ban female students from her own school, though it is possible a succeeding headmaster could have made it so. Mm-hmm. However, despite being co-ed, the film had made it the school all boys in order to follow the similar pattern with the Bobatons in the film being all girls. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they just wanted symbolism in the film. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, yeah. Igor Kakarov, he runs an all boys school. Madame Maxi runs an all girls school. Okay. Hogwarts, yep. co-ed. They just wanted symbolism there and something like to wear and match up. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, in the book, the hairstyle of the Durmstrang students were not described. In the film, all Durmstrang students, the majority of which were extras, sported very short buzz cuts, except for Igor Kakarov, aside from Angrelot Grindelwald, which they had longer hair. Yeah, I wonder if it was to give them, like, a military school-esque kind yeah, that's of what I'm Yeah, assume- that's what I'm assuming, especially from the f- uniforms that we see in the film. It's True. more of a military-esque style of school, and especially mm-hmm. if it's a school dedicated to the martial magic and dark arts. Yeah, it would make sense, honestly. And then Hogwarts, with their students wearing robes and house ties, seem akin to a muggle boarding school. However, the manner and dress of Durmstrang, where the old boys wore identical uniforms, had one permitted haircut, strongly mirrors a military academy in the muggle world. There it is. That's what we literally talked about. (laughs) So, um, also in the film adaptation of Harry Potter and the God of the Fire, the robes of the uniform appear to be a crimson or maroon color. So pretty. I love those colors. Yeah, there's the, the color, the uniforms and everything looked really good in the film. Mm-hmm. I really love the performance they do when they first entered into the Great Hall. I loved uh, I love the staff thing. When they yes! uh, have the sparks coming down from their staffs. That that was mm-hmm. awesome. I did really like that. I do really like that. And then, given the proximity of the two schools, it is likely that the Muggleborns born in Durmstrang area was educated in. Oh God, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Uh, of Sure. Yeah. 
sculpture. I, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't do this. Looks German slash like Russian. Yes. Yes, uh, it does. Northern, it's, it's still... like, Eastern European yeah. is like something I'm not familiar with. I'm sorry. Yeah. It it is spelled K O L D O V S T O R E T Z. So, if you know the area, I hope that you can tell us how to pronounce it. Right. Please, Please. and thank you. Put that in the Discord. Yeah. Please and thank Please. you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's what we have on Durmstrang for this week's episode. Hey, we 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 were able to finish Durmstrang. We did it. We did it without a without a power outage. Knock on wood. Huzzah! <laughs> um, but before we go, we do have our weekly wizarding trivia. We do. I have it all set up from last week. But before I get into it, because I had a chance to mention it last week, but I'd like to get a chance to mention it this week. So. Um, I had been listening to this um, story. It's a fan fiction written, and it's called uh, When the Roses Bloom, Bloom Again. And it is extremely good. I'm actually all caught up on it, but it has to do with uh, the like World War II and um, Geralt Grinewald and everything and the story of like his where he's going with it and Harry is still part of it. I won't spoil how it gets started, but if you're interested in fan fiction and kind of curious on how that happens, this, uh, the name of it is when the roses bloom again. And I found it on Spotify and it's free. And there is like 71 chapters out of this book so far. And it's written by um, Lee McCuster and he's done a phenomenal job. It is extremely good. It's a little bit on the darker side, which I thought was appropriate talking about Durmstrang and everything. But it's a, it's not like your usual fan fiction. It is definitely uh, PG. It's really safe. But it is extremely good. And I do recommend giving it a listen if you have any interest in things like that again. Um, but yeah, When the Roses Bloom Again, I do recommend listening to it. It was just kept me on my toes this whole time. But with that out of the way, um, let's get into last week's question for our Quisiting World. Um, last week I asked was, whose line is it anyway? And it was, uh, just because you're allowed to use magic now, it does not mean you have to whip your wands out for everything. And I wanted to know who said it. And it is the queen herself, Molly Weasley, because she's just a joy. <laughs> she's a true joy. Um, yeah. it, so yes, great. it was Molly Weasley that said it. Yeah, great I do line. appreciate that. Um, a lot of people in the Discord did get it right. They did. Mm-hmm. A they lot did. of people uh, commented um, with the question and said, got the answer right. Which, I mean, I would hope so because it, it was a very, very uh, iconic line in uh, Order of the Phoenix. Yes, and it's very sound advice as well. Yes. Yes. So, all right. Well, this week, I didn't really have much to do with um, Durmstrang, but I did get something that might kind of go into it. Uh, what bet do the Weasley twins make with Lugo Bagman during the Quidditch World Cup? Ooh. would like to know what that bet was. So, like like we said, get in our Discord, let us know, comment on Spotify, let us know, reach out to us, like to know if you know what it is. Uh, there is also a Facebook page that is created called The Quisiting World. Um, you can hop on there. Those questions are posted on there, too, by uh, Bjarne from Denmark. He takes care of all that. 
So uh, let us know what you think, and we'll let you know next week what the answer is. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, everybody, thank you for listening to the Wizard World Lorecast. And remember, the wand chooses the witch or wizard. Thank you for listening to the Wizarding World Lorecast. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can find us on the Ben and Friends Podcasting Discord. You can also find us on Twitter at www.lorecast and even email us at wizardingworldlorecast at gmail.com. <laughs>